0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a brand new live episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California. And with me, as always, on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world's famous juggler, Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg?
1: Man, I am fantastic. I almost didn't make it today because I was oh, because stuck
0: why? in PSVR why?
1: 2. <laughs> PSVR 2. Yeah, it's 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 been a good day, uh, needless to say. How about yourself, Ozzy? How you been? Uh, I had a sore throat over the weekend.
0: However, that did prompt me to just stay at home and watch uh, all the Indiana Jones movies in anticipation for the summer. And uh, I gotta say... Crystal Skull. I was really trying to analyze it with like, okay, so this gets a lot of crap. Let me see if I could really just let let me see if I could watch this movie and be as forgiving as possible. And I had some interesting results. But before I jump into that, Flesh Room Producer Todd, how you doing? Chilling? You are shaking your head for those listening to the audio only version. You're shaking your head like there is no redeeming quality about Crystal Skull. Like, what could you say anything positive about Crystal Skull, right? that That's thats the look I got on your face, right? And I understand this show is not about Crystal Skull, but I just wanted to say one thing. start I started with Temple of Doom because I did it in chronological order. Seeing a guy get his heart ripped out in 1935 kind of makes um, Indiana Jones' son swinging on vines with monkeys Kind of tolerable. Uh, also, mind that the survival of the minecart in Temple of Doom kind of made the whole ant thing a le- little easier to digest. Right. Uh, I I still concede that the biggest mistake of that movie was turning Marion into a ditz towards the end.
2: They should have stopped she that not Temple of Doom.
0: Thing. I'm not going to get into that, but I just I I'm, <laughs> listen. It's out there. You what should have happened should whatever and hey you know, this is live if you got any comments you got any opinions you can share them sure you could call me wrong that's fine based off of what I saw it's what I saw you know I'm gonna say Soviets I agree with you in Aussie. the forties like slap that thumbs up for your tribal chief thank you Daniel <laughs> Shine <laughs> referring to the like button of course because it's not Indiana Jones that we talk here we review as mentioned. Your and our favorite comedy films this week is no different, as this was voted on by our Patreon audience. Thank you for your support. We will be reviewing and discussing The Slums of Beverly Hills, which was released on August 14th, 1998, written and directed by Tamara Jenkins, starring Natasha Leone, Alan Arkin, and Marissa Tomei. Todd, do you have a trailer ready? I do. Let's roll it. I'm trying. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying to, like, you know, like, had this flow. And then there's been these situations where it's like, do we have the trailer? And you just sit there and look at me like a nod, yes. And then it's like, you're waiting for me to say it. And I'm trying to cut down on the time. Oh, here we go. All right. <laughs>
2: we now learned a way a to stop wolf, Ozzy from talking. Glamour <laughs> and privilege. That's not good. But this is not that Beverly
0: Hills. Let's go to Sizzler. And <laughs> this is not that movie. Wake up. We're moving.
2: Again, we just got here. Papa loves Mambo.
0: We're staying in Beverly Hills for the good schools. You got a good address, okay? It <laughs> happened overnight. She got stacked just like a mother.
2: Stop. <laughs> look at me I'm like deformed You've been blessed Breasts are wonderful
0: I had the business, I was a big shot too Do I ever have to tell you about the, the time that Charlie to cook? To cook? Okay wise guy <laughs>
1: You know it's the bod that counts
0: You ask any guy, if he tells you any different He's lying to make himself look good so he can get down there
2: <laughs> Shut <laughs> up That shirt looks great on you Are you staring at my breasts?
1: No, it? Mm-hmm. Some freak slipping around your sister.
0: Did you have anything for my nerves? Second all, them all, two and all, for
2: a <laughs> Fox Searchlight Pictures presents. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. Alan Arkin, Marissa Tomei, and Natasha Leone in a film about having the right zip code. It's not normal to move every three months.
1: It's normal in some cultures, nomads, they move.
2: Even if everything else is wrong. Kevin, I didn't know you had a mustache. Oh my God, our sister is a hermaphrodite. The whole (laughs) family's sick, we're freaks. Female problems. (laughs) Slums of Beverly Hills. Remember, never judge a girl by her address. You know, we already got the questions coming hot and fast. Greg, why don't you read this one for us?
1: Will Greg ever step up and challenge Ozzy's leadership of the farce line? <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's look, look. I, I don't think that's gonna Ozzy. You're not helping because you are making a Roman face right now. Like I'm trying not to buy into this. What do you mean like, I'm making a Roman me. face? This that, is my face. No, that that look that Roman gets when he's no, what do you mean that look don't that don't Roman gets? Listen. You mean the look that what I get when I'm irritated? That look.
2: No, they the, the have Roman two yet. similar
0: looks. <sighs> do I need <laughs> to shave Aussie. so I cannot have that look? Do I need to cut my hair, shave my head so I can have that look and not be, you know, compared? Listen, I will. I will say this: uh, Dante looks weird without a goatee, though. That would be Gil. Now,
1: <laughs> I just want to know, this. like, how someone could be both Roman Reigns and Dante at the same time.
2: <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: i'm a man of many talents i'm a man (laughs) of many talents now i to that if like let's just say there was some uh sea witch or whatever that stole my voice and i became some poor unfortunate soul greg would serve as a fantastic leader of the farce line see i did the complete 180 of what that dude would have done so
1: Todd, does that make you like the Paul Heyman?
2: Like,
1: <laughs> that's <great>. hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I think that's that's a valid point. All right, now back into this movie. This was rated R with a runtime of 91 minutes. Uh, as mentioned, written and directed by Tamara Jenkins, starring Natasha Lyonne, Alan Arkin, and Marissa Tomei.
2: Initial thoughts on this. Todd, I'll start with you. Oh me okay, um yeah I'm a big fan of this one I I I was I've always been a fan of Natasha Leone I mean I remember first seeing here her in a PB's Playhouse as a little child we're around the same age it's not weird <laughs> um but yeah this is I, I'm kind of curious about Aussie this has always been a favorite because this kind of walks that dramedy line
0: it does and I I, I have it reminded me of something pretty um. I, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that shortly. Greg?
1: You know, it's I think it's interesting that when we're talking about, you know, these, these you know, first moments of this, like, how do we feel about this? Todd, you mentioned you were wondering about Ozzy. I, too, was wondering about Ozzy during this film. <laughs> because it involves someone who's supposed to be 14 years old and her breasts often. And since private school, I was wondering... How's Ozzy gonna feel about this? So we're very Aussie centric today. <laughs> now
0: to answer both those, uh, what's interesting about it, this is a, this is a, uh, t- if it, you haven't gathered it from the commercial, because when I I first time watching this, and any time I'd seen a trailer or a commercial for this, I assumed it was primarily about the family, and while that is going on in the background, ultimately it is more of a coming of age story mm-hmm. for a girl, and. Are you guys familiar with the play Brighton Beach Memoirs by Neil Simon? Uh, I've seen mm-hmm. the film. Okay, yeah, with Jonathan Silverman, right? Yeah. I can't I can't remember if this is in the movie, but in the play he actually describes having his first wet dream. Right? That that happens in the play. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, when it comes to these moments of it's not there wasn't a, a purely sexual connotation. Whenever you saw the breast, it was she, she would stare at them like, Oh my God, I'm deformed. That's hilarious because that is a coming of age thought that someone would have, right? And plus, I will say, uh, so I did, I was a little curious about this because she looked very young. There was no possible way this was filmed when she was 14, even though she was playing a 14 year old at the time, based on the year she was, I you know, did some research or whatever. It appears that she was 18 at the time this was filmed. Which makes total sense. And also, funny note, there's also another individual in this film by the name of Kevin Corrigan, who plays Elliot, who had the Charles Manson shirts. Multiple Charles Manson shirts, which I thought was hilarious. But I could not peg where I'd seen him from, and I had to look it up. I'm curious
2: (laughs) what it is, because he's in tons of stuff.
0: The one that, that, as soon as I saw it, you know, the one it was for me, that's where I recognized him from. Budlovsky from Pineapple Express. Okay because I kept looking at his face like, God, something so familiar. And then as soon as I saw Budlovsky and I saw, he's been in other things, but that was the one where I was like, that's where I remember him from. Yeah. Cause if you look at his picture now, he looks nothing like that. He's got like a George Clooney beard going on. Uh, but anyway, going back to the initial thoughts, of this what really intrigued me is that while it wasn't a, a ride or a journey filled with laugh out loud, funny moments, Uh, like a slapstick this was a this was a genuine coming of age story that i was intrigued with from beginning to end because uh even though alan arkin might have not been the father that we had we knew somebody who was that kind of father right (laughs) Who, who was that kind of asshole right so it it made it endearing and there is some serious moments that get that get like twisted up into it and it made me actually do some research into Tamari Jenkins and uh, it turns out that she was actually, she was attempted or she when she was 11 or 12 years old a man pulled her into a car and was trying to assault her and abduct her at the same time her viewpoint after it was done, she says sure. either assault me or abduct me, what idiot tries to do both at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and she later goes on to describe it. This is a variety. This is a, um, this was a 2018 interview from vulture magazine or the, the vulture.com website, but she described it as a cartoon, right? And the interview goes on how, you know, to apply stuff that happened in her real life, to the film. And she says, some people have come up to me saying, there is no way your family could have been that dysfunctional. And she says that was dysfunctional light, you know, like, so there's a lot of other stuff that that actually happened that, you know, she didn't include. But uh, I what I really enjoyed is that it really felt like this was a love letter to that time in her life. Like she really appreciated um, the. How could I put this? I mean, I guess we're so. We have tons of coming of age stories when it comes to boys, right? Tons mm-hmm. of them this was such like a breath of fresh air. And it's almost like she knew this was the case. And it was just nice to see. It it felt like, not like it was a true story, but just uh, some, like she felt passionate about this story. And I don't know, just with the specific writing and the specific things happening, there wasn't a major overall plot line. You just kind of seeing them go from beginning to end and seeing the characters develop and seeing the arcs go. So when you could just focus on the characters, not need to worry about uh, a plot going on. And granted, you know, you watch a movie for the plot and all the stuff that goes on. But at the end of the day, it is refreshing to just observe the character and see how they react to the things that happen to them. And it feels so real in the fact that it's not like just always comedy or always drama, but very real. You know, uh, go ahead. Sorry
1: on that. Like, you know, you're talking about the coming of age stories. A lot of them are like, like, you know, white picket fences, you know, cookie cutter, you know, like everything's rosy. Like this was not a everything's fantastic coming of age story, (laughs) you know, like and just going through the normal stuff. It kind of was a little bit more down to earth, you know, not not romanticized coming of age story.
0: Exactly. That. Thank you, Greg. It wasn't romanticized. So seeing that the the gritty realness of it, almost with mm-hmm. a with a humorous twist, made it very enjoyable to watch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was only a runtime of ninety one minutes, and I, you know, it, it kind of just blew by. Todd, yes, oh, I thought you were going to say. Something. I was. I was
2: going to say this is like a slice of life movie. I mean, yeah, you the have yeah. a general, you know, outline, but it's you're really just getting to hang out with them for a few days of their life and just see a little bit. Um, and so yeah, but it's it's coming of age, absolutely. I'm a big fan of that genre. Summer '03 is another good one from a few years back. Um, but yeah, I, I will say what's
0: interesting about this is that here we were in 2023 watching a movie made in 1998 about a film about the time of 1976.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was. I'm just like, oh man, my head is like, ah. We say uh, that again. <laughs> My head was like, yeah. No, no. Before I was, re- oh. I was doing the chat. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh no, no. It, it's um, I. I we're here oh, in 2023 it was, it was watching 2023, a, film that was... a movie made in '98 about uh, a time about 1976. So God. it was. So when you were like, I, it kind of felt more. I mean, maybe it was because, you know, sure, '70s has some.
2: It felt like rhetoric. a '90s version of the '70s.
0: Sure, but I was actually more leaning to. It kind of felt like a like an early 80s movie. And it made sense because of, you know, 76. Yeah, We're getting there. But I didn't really... I never got the sense that it was a movie from the 90s. Okay. But it was... I mean, other than the quality. If the quality wasn't, you know, that, I would have thought it was out of the 80s, actually, to be honest. But going into the favorite moments is... I had a tough time between two. So I'm going to go with... Simon the chicken. I can't elaborate <laughs> because it might spoil something. But I think I know, you know, the the Simon the chicken. I can't I, I won't say anymore. I was about to say something. I won't. I'll leave that as a surprise.
1: <laughs> Greg? Oh man. Um like you mentioned there weren't a lot of like laugh out loud moments. Like this was just a fun movie and so one of the things that like kind of resonated uh with me because you know i don't know if i've mentioned this before but uh there was a time i i smoked quite a bit <laughs> and uh yeah i know right and um i truly did i was like you know this this green stuff is going to make me do well for this audition and uh was the great inspiration. So when that moment happened in the film, you know, that whole scene just gave me such a good chuckle cuz, you know, it's what it is. He got he but got the part.
2: He did get the part. He got the part. <laughs> <laughs> Todd. This one was hard for me cuz I don't really ha- can I can I just go with I love Alan Arkin in this? There's so many good things Yeah,
0: yeah, like you could it's it's fair to say almost anything you know, in the humorous context with Alan Arkin was, I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I mean,
2: his, I, the story, if I had to pick up a, a, a spot is great. Yeah. The,
0: the, the, the steak story.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, and it's hard. So, I, I, I don't yeah, even know if that's no, my absolutely. favorite spot, uh, but yeah, it, it's hard for me to pick a certain one, but the, yeah, cause the whole film's great.
0: Absolutely. And y- y- despite everything that happens, there's a moment where, she literally keeps the family together yeah. and that's that's like a a nice moment to see even though you know it's you know we're here for comedy and we're supposed to like laugh out or whatever but ultimately uh this is a farce of the director's childhood you know yeah so you, you, had, you had had that kind of endearing moment so you kind of had uh, you kind of enjoyed being with the characters a bit more you know, you because mm-hmm. if none of them had any endearing qualities and like all of them just wanted to stay apart, you'd be like, Meh. you know, OK, whatever. You'd want something funny to happen to, like, break yeah. the tension. But then when you see that the tension is broken, like really putting forth the effort to keep everybody together. Come on, let's go to Sizzler. Like, <laughs> like I could eat, you know, that it's is just fun. Not just funny, but fun, entertaining. Definitely worth it. Uh
2: it's funny, because I say Alan Arkin now, but if you would have asked me way back when I originally fell in love with this movie, I would have said my favorite char- character was easily Elliot, Kevin Corrigan. All right, But, I don't know, age.
0: <laughs> right. We'll do it. And I, I did love how uh, you weren't explicitly told that he has nothing but Charles Manson shirts. Yeah, right. But if you pay attention, you could figure it out.
2: You know, the bit where they both are wearing it, I was laughing. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, that that was, that was fantastic. Uh, so going into the rating, again, it's not your traditional laugh out loud comedy, but it is still a great movie. I give it a four out of five.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I am a little upset because it made me really want to get some of that cheese bread from Sizzler. No, nah. um, <laughs> stuff is delicious.
0: Life hack. But, Life hack: There is a possibility you can ask them to toast both sides. FYI, just laying them. No. Oh, yes, you can. So they right. toast both sides. Just, however, I went last week. They're like this small. It was it was like mini no. sized. It was it was kind of Sizzler. Step up your game. Can we hash Dan when you, tw- you use you're the Twitter guy? Can you hashtag Sizzler? Well, Nate, now he's gonna tag Sizzler. To- right to- right no, that's fine. Tag <laughs> Sizzler. I want them to have bigger cheese toast. If you saw the size. That they gave me, you would think that they were giving me the child-sized cheese toast. Are you the size? I was now? almost insulted. No, not almost. I was insulted. But because our server was a sweet old lady, I couldn't blame her. I, maybe I wasn't in the greatest mood already because they were serving Pepsi. But, you know, I digress. <sighs> Did
2: we have a horrible sizzler experience? Probably. I'm sure. (laughs) So I'm sorry.
0: I'm I'm, I apologize, Greg. I let my narcissism come through and I, I took over and you didn't even get to reveal your rating,
1: but it's, it's understandable because you did kind of bring us up and then let us down by the, the greatness of double-sided toast and then the (laughs) smallness of it. So, but I, I'm going to agree with you four out of five. I think that it's a fun movie. Um, Was it amazing? No, but am I happy I
2: watched it? Heck yeah, it had some great endearing moments. All right. before Well, I'll I'll rate it, and then we got a question. Well, we'll do the question first. Big T, what's a sizzler? What's a sizzler? (laughs) Holy
0: shit! Oh, God! Oh, man! I apologize. I know we're live, but seriously, like, how could you not know what a sizzler is like? It's not
2: as big as it was.
0: I don't care! There are still sizzlers around, Okay, I apologize. I I I'm so Let Big me explain T. this. Big <laughs> T, I apologize. I got a little carried away. Sizzler <laughs> is a fine uh steak <laughs> and seafood. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's they're fine. not What's us. wrong with fine? It's not fine dining, don't get me
2: wrong. <laughs> I'm not the saying it's a... lobster of steakhouses. <laughs> okay. So like in the movie, fine hold on, as hold on in, a It's
1: good enough. Not right. fine as in Good enough. Whoa. Exactly. Okay. That'll exactly. Great, right?
0: It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. But basically, that you go in, you can order food. You know, they got the menu on the wall or whatever. Not exactly like a fast food place, but you can get steak, you get shrimp, you get my favorites Malibu chicken, where I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. Is
2: that oh, thing? Todd. Is it, I, do, I i don't remember I if they remember. go to Sizzler.
0: Mm. Why they can jump.
2: I'm gonna check what movie Sizzler's in. <laughs> yeah, Todd will
0: work on. Todd will do the sizzler research, and I'll continue describing And they describing. have
1: a decent salad bar that has okay tacos.
0: <laughs> See, and that's where I was getting into oh, was the okay salad bar.
2: Tacos.
0: I don't go for the tacos at the salad bar. The only reason I get the salad bar is because I like loading up on the salad. I like loading up on their yeah. potato salad, the mac salad, uh, their 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 seafood salad, their tuna pasta gimmick salad thing that they got, and then. They also got like four soups at all time. They got like chicken noodle, vegetable beef, clam chowder, and uh, I think tomato or something. But they all got them always ready to go. And personally, what I like to do is I get the soup bowl and I'll put croutons in the bowl and then I'll put the soup on top. That's another sizzler hack. So by the time I get all that, food's in my table. And then salad bar includes dessert.
2: I'm just going to guess. And that's guess- the kicker. I'm just gonna guess we're going to like live stream from Sizzler now. Um, if they yeah. let us, <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, it it might be more of a a regional thing because the headquarters are in Mission Viejo and it was founded 65 years ago in Culver City. Ah, uh,
1: we wait. had quite a few up here. Current we'll locations: like
2: Japan, Thailand, China, Singapore. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> hey. Shoot, I want
0: to go to the Sizzler
1: in Japan. I
2: want to you know, know what that's like. they yeah, they still get. It's got to be like 100 times
0: cleaner
1: yeah. But how small is that cheese toast That's the real question <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think it's uh, I, I, Yeah, that's a good
2: point Maybe they accidentally I mean like sent that. you the, the wrong sizing portion They didn't send you the American ones So they got like <laughs> giant pieces of toast like this And they're all confused <laughs> <laughs> Well, Todd, you're rating Oh, I'm a 5 I love this movie
0: All righty That's a five from Todd, four from myself and Greg. And this is available currently as of February 27th, 2023. Now available on HBO Max. So you can literally check it out as soon as we're done uh, recording this here. But however, I do have a special message for those that are Patreon members. Again, thank you so much for your support. You do also get a bonus live episode right after this. And if you're not a Patreon member, you can actually join tonight and then watch the episode. It'll be up on the Patreon site. Ne- again, next week's episode, which will be Dragnet. That'll be live right after this for Patreon members. And then up on the Patreon site, they could go to patreon.com slash features to view for yourself. And then that episode will air next Monday. So, final thoughts on this film or last, last, uh, or final thoughts in general? Before we
1: have this film um, or or in general, this is, you know, another one of those films. Don't watch it at work. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. Don't,
0: don't watch it at work. <laughs> don't watch it
1: at work. <laughs> MSFW. <laughs>
0: I realize. oh no, Yeah, it is rated R. So
1: yeah. I've All right. Well,
0: <laughs> Greg Todd, if you have nothing else, and I actually should mention one thing, just in case those that aren't going to have the opportunity to watch the live, the next live show, just a couple of quick announcements that this Saturday in Cyprus, California, at the American Legion Post 295, I will be providing my announcing introduction duties for 3PWA back to business. Tickets are available. And again, that's this Saturday in Cyprus at 7 p.m. at the American Legion Post 295. And another fantastic announcement that beginning one month from today, where it all began For me personally, hosting trivia in Lake Forest in 2015, I return to the city of Lake Forest one month from today on March 27th, 2023, where I'll be hosting Mondays at the Rush Bar and Grill beginning at 630. So you know what that means, guys? That means Monday through Thursday, I'm hosting trivia in Orange County. I think that that classifies me as one of the best, if not the best trivia hosts in the world. Because I don't think there's many that can go as long as I can.
2: You know what? I put you over too hard a couple weekends ago. So should I go the other way?
0: (laughs) No. No. Because when it comes to trivia, no one can even touch me. I will say that right now.
2: Yes. And remember, he loves birthday hugs. Do not touch me. (laughs) Without permission. Or would you rub his fingers through his hair.
0: Oh, do not. Do not. No, that (laughs) is not acceptable. All right. Well, Greg, Todd, if you don't have anything else. Check out our our live farce on Patreon. Live farce on Patreon, which we will get to momentarily. For Flesh Wound Producer Todd and world-famous juggler Greg Larson, I'm Ozzy V. And we'll see you next week or just a few minutes on Flesh Wound Farce.